All right, welcome back to Therapies Podcast. This is your host, Guy Hernandez, licensed marriage and family therapist here in the state of California. Well, it's been a while. It's been a busy summer for myself. Been doing a lot of work, but I've definitely missed uh, reaching out to all of you. Quick updates. Um, we finally completed the giveaway. Um, I elongated a bit. I was hoping more and more people would enter, but thank you for everyone that did and shared the podcast on their social media. And our winner was a dear friend of mine uh, from back in the day, Junior Bertiago, in which I was able to send him out a little care package, which included uh, the book Mindsight by Dan Siegel. So highly recommend Dan Siegel for any uh, any books on mental health, especially if you're uh, if you have children. But anyways, that's just a brief update. Pardon my voice. Uh, I've been a little under the weather this week, but it was really important to me that I jumped back on here and got back to an episode. Um, of course, as always, if you're a regular listener, please continue to share. Uh, please provide feedback. You can go on my website and you can email me through there or message through the different uh, social media platforms, Therapies Podcast on Facebook and or Instagram and talk about stuff you want to hear. So far, I've only gotten one request uh, for codependency, uh, which I definitely want to get into at some point. I'm just trying to be very thoughtful about how I want to approach it. Uh, so for now, I still have a few episodes in mind of just like still some kind of basic conversation pieces that um, what hopefully people could connect to and get them more interested in their mental health and, and thinking about um, how how to integrate mental health practices into their lives and, and whatnot. Well, anyways, without further ado, uh, we're going to get to today's episode. And today's episode is called Attach to the Process and Detach from the Outcome. And this has been a big, big, big conversation piece in most of my work lately. So I thought, might as well make an episode out of it. All right. Hope you enjoy. So let's get started. Attaching to the process and detaching from the outcome. So a little backstory on this. When I was in graduate school, uh, working on my master's uh, in counseling, marriage and family therapy, uh, one of our main professors kept saying, trust the process, trust the process over and over again. And we all started saying it. I really didn't know what it meant. Like I knew what it meant, but then I didn't really feel it and feel it until I'd say until more recently. So essentially, the, the big reason this has come into therapy a lot and what I talk about is um, when, as humans, we're very much outcome-based, uh, what can become problematic about that is that we don't always control the outcome. We control the process, and that's where our power lies. Our power lies in our, in our choices that we make. Simple very simple example of this is if you ever tried a diet and you 
were like, I'm going to do this diet and I'm trying to lose this amount of weight, right? So your outcome is I'm going to complete this diet and your outcome is I'm going to lose this amount of weight. Now, what happens if you go through the whole diet and you don't actually lose that amount of weight? A lot of pressure. It kind of turns into a pass or fail. If you haven't listened to episode two on unhelpful thoughts, I suggest you go back. But this theme that's going to keep coming up when we attach to the outcome is black or white thinking. It's if if we get the outcome that we are looking for, then great, then everything's fine. And if we didn't, then we lost. And I think this is, if we just stick on this diet analogy for a bit too, is let's say you're going to go do this 30-day diet. And once again, sticking to that comes, I'm going to do this diet. Well, what happens at day seven if you slip up? Then is it a failure? Then do you quit and go, well, screw it, I already messed up. It's because you're attached to the outcome. I didn't beat it, right? I didn't do it. I didn't complete it. So there's a lot of pressure sometimes in attaching ourselves to the outcome versus switching it and attaching to the process. Now, what the process would look like or attaching to the process is instead of going, I'm going to do this diet is I'm going to try to make healthy choices or I will make healthy choices. And when I don't, I will go back to making healthy choices. So there's no real tangible outcome. There's no pass or fail. It's more of a mindset of how you want to interact within your world. This is something I actually learned from my brother. So thank you. Now, maybe this doesn't seem quite as tangible, but let's take another example of attaching to the outcome where it creates pressure and kind of this pass or fail, win or lose kind of attitude that can really just create more anxiety is for students. So if you're a parent and you have a child and they're probably a student of some sort, what's the outcome that we're all attaching to uh, as parents, educators, is their grades, right? What score did they get? What are the grades? What are the grades? Well, once again, they can't really necessarily control that entire outcome or what school they get into, but they control their study habits um, and things of that nature, right? So their effort. So this is why some of the schools go towards maybe praising effort versus praising the outcome of the grade, because maybe someone has test anxiety and didn't do too well on the test, but they tried really hard, right? So does that does that count for something? So with kids that I've worked with on school-based anxiety, what's happening is that there's so much pressure on the outcome. You have to get this grade or else. And there's a story that someone's telling them or that they believe that if they don't get this outcome, then what? Then they are a failure. Versus going, hey, look, you're going to struggle. And when you have struggles, this is the process we're going to go through. And that's all we're going to focus on, what you do day to day. Versus you as the student getting really clouded by that outcome that that may never actually happen. So in this house, sometimes school refusal starts happening, test anxiety creeps up. So there's another example. Example number one, we talk about diet. Number two, students. Um, students in school. Um, one, really to break it down simply, though, of how it's really come up in my treatment and how I prep families or adults that I'm working with on attaching to the process is literally just how you manage your mental health. So someone may come to me and is seeking help to help with their depression or their anxiety 
or maybe uh, past trauma. So what I aim to tell them immediately is this is a process, okay? I, I want to know what their expectations are and that there's no just fast solution like a diet that will just get rid of the depression or anxiety because that's attaching to the outcome. So if they attach the outcome with their mental health or if you do or if I do, what ends up happening is I let's say it's anxiety and there's a certain situation that triggers my anxiety and then I'm like cool went to therapy uh, talked about my anxiety got some skills now here comes that event that I've been anxious about oh no I had anxiety I didn't go right what does that then look like well then this doesn't work so I give up similar to the diet oh I didn't pass the, the diet test or I didn't lose the weight that I thought I was going okay I give up I tried everything so sticking to that outcome kind of really only leads to disappointment in a lot of cases, especially with managing our mental health, because we don't really control when we experience anxiety or when we experience feelings. They just happen to us. The part we control is our response to them, right? That's the process. So I really have to prep people and say, look, the process we're going to focus on is not you getting rid of your depression or anxiety, but what you're going to do to manage your depression or anxiety. I'm just going to use those as two basic kind of foundational points. Um, and take that same concept back to the school or the diet, right? Is this like, this is what you, this is what you're going to do day to day just to make healthy choices. Maybe drink half the soda, right? Or just like think about what you're, what you're doing and be present with the experience versus like, I have to do these steps or else I'm a failure or else I'm incompetent, or else I'll never get better, whatever it is. So I said, you're going to do these things, and the hope is that over time you get better at managing your anxiety when it comes up, but you're not just going to be cured of it or your depression, right? It may get less and less and less over time. So sticking to the process. These, these are the skills you'll use to manage it. Right? So once again, really think about it. Think about when you've approached something in your life or if your kids, right, you're really like uh, pushing them to get into to get a certain outcome and it doesn't happen that way. How do you how do you feel then thereafter? You're like, we I have to my son has to get into the school or he has to get these grades or I have to lose this amount of weight. Right. Or I have to get rid of my depression. Maybe the need is to work on these things, but that's the part you can control day to day. So if anyone's out there thinking about going to therapy, I would encourage you to think about that, that it is a process. You have to be consistent with it. You're not just going to go in one day and be like, hey, I just really need some skills, cool, and I'll be good, right? No, it's like, it's... A learning of new skills for sure, but it's also finding the ability to approach discomfort that you experience with confidence, confidence to know that you'll be okay through it, that, hey, I'm not going to get rid of my anxiety, but when I go out to the social situations, I know I'm going to feel anxious, and this is what I'll do to manage it. That works best for me versus, oh my gosh, I still go out and I still get anxious and then it's just like this overwhelming feeling of incompetence and that 
maybe this sense of hopelessness. So one thing I've been telling um, a lot of my families lately too is if they commit to this idea of attaching to the process, when you feel this, this is what you will do. I also remind them too that the longer you fear the feeling, the longer the feeling lasts. What I mean by that is, we still take this basic example. If I have social anxiety and I'm, I go out into social situation and the anxiety increases. It's, if I fear that increased anxiety in the moment, it then becomes more powerful. But if I'm able to stop and recognize, hey, let me go through this process. I'm feeling anxiety and this is what I can do to manage it in this moment. It feels more empowering. Remind yourself it's just a feeling. What story are we carrying to each of these feelings? And what story are we attaching when we don't meet our outcomes? <clears throat> now, I hope the message didn't get lost in saying that, like, that I'm saying, oh, you don't have to try or, or don't have a goal. Sometimes people are like, well, of course I have goals. I say, oh yeah, of course. You're, you're, you work, you're working towards something, right? But the part, any, any goal you have, there's a million little steps that you have to do and you focus on those because those are the ones you have control over. All the small steps. So I may work with, uh, I may work with a student that has all this anxiety, um, around test taking and then takes the test and bombs it but we would focus on hey you took the test right you managed your anxiety enough to at least take the test because in the past maybe you've been avoiding it and you've been skipping them so look now you know you can take the test not so scary right maybe you're still nervous but stick with the process keep going further and further so it kind of Summarizing this thing, the the problem that we can run into, I'm not saying it's always a problem, but if we really attach or marry ourselves to the outcome of situations, is that it in a sense it could be disappointments waiting to happen. So that's that's problem or potential problem number one. Potential problem number two of marrying ourselves to the outcome or attaching ourselves to the outcome is that if we don't then fully hit that outcome right i didn't fully complete the diet or i completed the diet and i didn't lose that weight i, I, I barely lost any weight then creeps in kind of powerlessness hopelessness right feeling of incompetence see i did this and it didn't work even if we're talking about managing our mental health right i went to therapy and like i'm still i'm still struggling well that's kind of the idea then attach the process what are you going to keep doing are you going to give up? It's possible, but when we attach ourselves to the outcome, that's kind of how it feels. It feels like an all or nothing thing. It's like we either do it and succeed or we we fail. And that's why it's like life doesn't quite work that way. It, it Some days will be better than others. Sometimes we'll be sharper and sometimes we'll, we won't have our skills. Um, some days we'll really manage our anxiety really well in a situation that maybe we've historically struggled with and some days we might have a backslide and re reminding yourself that that's okay it's all a process right things don't just disappear we we manage our emotions we manage our behaviors 
but yeah, remaining patient uh, in your mental health journey. And I know it could be frustrating. It could be frustrating when you're really struggling with something and you just really want it to be done with. And you're like, I'm just tired of having anxiety every time I go to the store or or take a test or or think about uh, my future, whatever it is, right? or depression, you name it. I, I, it. It is tough. It is a lot of work and a lot of mental effort. Um, but yeah, I, I hope this idea of attaching to the process and detaching from the outcome makes sense. And once again, I'm not suggesting don't have goals, but I'm kind of saying be mentally flexible within that. And that if you don't hit that ideal outcome, how do you bounce back from that? How do you stay focused on what you can do every single day, every moment to feel your best um, versus kind of putting, putting it all on this outcome and it feeling like this win or lose kind of battle um, like I said, whether it be a weight loss or physical health journey or education, it could be a job. Um, but at, at the at basic level, your own mental health. I mean, I think that's kind of in your life. I think that's kind of the most basic, crucial point is whatever you're struggling with, you know, stick with it. Stick with the things you know that work for you and just keep at it. And it takes time. Growth, growth, growth doesn't happen overnight. Um, and regressions are expected, so forgive yourselves for them. All right, well, we're going to wrap this thing up here. Um, some quick reminders, as always. Uh, please like on Facebook and on Instagram and share. That would be great. Um, I'm still committed to sending out people's stickers and other stuff and a thank you card. I've sent some some out already to uh, the people that have written reviews. Uh, so if you anyone write writes a review online and I get wind of it, I'll try to reach out to you and get your address and send you a personalized thank you card with some different stickers in it for Therapize Podcast. Um, I appreciate all listeners. We're still, uh, I think we're over 1,500 total plays at this point through the first 11 episodes. So I really appreciate everyone that's listened and the feedback that I've gotten in person, um, the, the different uh, parts of the podcast that have felt helpful. Um, still always looking for a guest. Now, um, if you're a mental health professional, you can come in and talk about something specific that you're really like passionate about. And you know, if you're someone that knows me and you're willing to kind of talk about your journey in mental health, I'd love to hear about that too. And we can talk about how you've, even if you're you're a non-professional, about how um, you found ways to manage your mental health with that, whether that's seeking traditional treatment or just um, your own unique journey of self-discovery and improvement. Well, anyways, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been your host, Guy Hernandez, and this has been Therapize Podcast. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.